Welcome to the Shook But Not Shaken podcast presented to you by Highland College Ministry. My name is Drew Humphrey, and I have the privilege of serving as the college pastor at Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. You know, to those of you who are listening, who are a part of our church family, I want to say this to you. I love you. Uh, I miss you guys. I, I hope that you're doing well, that your faith is growing, that it's increasing exponentially in this season. To those of you who are not a part of our church family, maybe you're not even a Christian, I especially want to welcome you and thank you for joining us on this podcast. I hope that you'll learn a little bit about our church, but I hope that you learn a whole lot about this unshakable God that we know as you join us here on this podcast. Well, this was not the plan. You know, when we went our separate ways for spring break, I fully expected to see you a week later to continue on in our ministry here in Waco in person together. And then everything shifted seemingly overnight. And and, I mean, I was basically shook. Uh, First, it was sporting groups and sporting events like March Madness that were shutting down. And and then it was school and and colleges were going to be shut down for a few weeks. And y'all were going to go online, but you'd be back in April. And then travel bans started happening. And then school went to online for the whole semester. And then cities went to shelter in place and on and on and on. And, And I was just shook. I mean, it just seemed to never end. And even now it continues. And for me, it happened while I was on a mission trip with our college students in the United Kingdom, we go every spring break. We've been going for nearly the past uh, 20 years to these church partners, and we had about 37 students this time, four different ministry cities, and we were out just doing our normal thing when the world sort of started um, shaking up, you know, and especially America and the United Kingdom a few days later. It was about 3.30 in the morning on Thursday of spring break. I just woke up for no good reason checked my phone for no good reason and and noticed that I had dozens of missed calls, messages, uh, emails, you know, people reaching out just saying, hey, are you guys okay? Are y'all going to make it? Uh, Are you going to make it back? And I had no idea what they were talking about. And that's when I found out that everything had started to shut down. The travel bans had picked up. And uh, really instantly I started making calls, you know, to our travel agent, to the airlines, to the elders of our church. Parents were calling over the next 12 hours, We ended up finding out right there in England that we would not be able to come back any earlier than we had planned. There were no seats on any airlines available, especially not for 37 people. And so our flight out that we had originally planned was still five days away at that point. The Monday after spring break was our flight out. And that was going to be our only ticket out of the country. And so... You know, for us, I'll say it, with all of that chaos and and pandemic, you know, just and and the panic increasing, while we were in another country, we were shook. I mean, we were scared that we couldn't get out of the country uh, or that if we could get out of the country that we would be infected and might even, you know, with this virus that we might even take it to our family or our friends. We might bring it back to our homes. You know, we were there to do ministry. And God obviously, I guess, wanted us to stay to complete the mission that we were on because otherwise he would have found us a flight out and instead he was like stay and, and be here but but even though we were there to do ministry most of us were struggling to stay focused amidst all of that chaos and fear around that time that we were in that tension of doing ministry and 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 feeling the the fear and being shaken we're out there we're trying to do ministry one of our church partners their pastor uh, he pulled some of us aside into his office and, and he reminded us of this truth from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, which says this, that, that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And remember that, I mean, 
his world is shaking too. It's not just that he's ministering to us, you know, as mission, you know, missionaries in his church who are over there for a week. I mean, his church is, is not meeting anymore. You know, his church members' jobs are at risk. Their lives are at risk. Their health is at risk. Their finances are at risk. And as he was saying this, you know, it was this, for me, it was a timely word. It was a, almost a prophetic word for what our world was about to start going through and had began going through, you know, and I could see it in his eyes. He was just welling up. You know, he had just hours before basically shut his church down and, and the weight of all of those things of, of the lives that might be lost in his community or the moments to gather would be lost or finances or jobs would be lost. All of that weight was, was falling onto him as a shepherd, as a pastor in his community. And I could see it in his eyes when he said those words, the kingdom of God that we have received cannot be shaken. And honestly, that's the mission of this podcast. We want to remind you that although you may be shook during this time, your God is not shaken. We want you to remember that this shaking will cause many things to fall to the ground. And yet we can be completely confident that God, his kingdom, his purposes, his people, they cannot be shaken. And actually, this shaking that we're going through can be a good thing. This shaking can cause the unnecessary and ungodly things that have been in our lives for weeks, months, years, decades to fall off. And this shaking, it gives you and me an opportunity to refocus our faith onto Jesus and not onto the comfort of my plan or not onto the the comfort of your college experience that you were expected to get or, or onto the finances or onto our health. Everything else is at risk of falling to the ground, but God's kingdom remains unshaken. And so this podcast is, is not going to be a sermon-based podcast. Uh, we hope that you're still connected to your local church, whether that's Highland or another church family. We want you to be connected to their online streams on Sundays, to their sermon podcasts. You know, if they've got their Zoom small groups, whatever they have, be connected there. Be all in. We, we don't want to replace any of that at Highland or anywhere else. We simply want this podcast to inject hope into your life. Uh, during this time. And we want to do that through a variety of different ways. We want to be creative. We want to come up with a variety of ideas, uh, uh, different types of podcast episodes. Sometimes those might involve hosting a guest or other times it might include equipping you or training you on a particular issue or subject. You know, we might do a deep dive into a scripture or we might even do something fun or dumb or something that just brings a smile to your face in this chaotic time. I, I don't really know. And honestly, I'm the host and, and I'm telling you right now, like I have no idea where this is going to go week in and week out, but I just want to encourage you jump in with us. Let's stay connected. I pray that this podcast can be a tool to remind you that although you might be shook during this time, God's kingdom cannot be shaken. So for our first episode here, I figured, you know, as Highlanders, you'd love to hear from our incredible lead pastor, John Durham. I know you probably miss our church, you probably miss the worship, the teaching, our church family, uh, the ministries, the blessing that it is to gather on Sunday mornings across all of the diversity that our church has in, in race and, and in, and in um, our ages and in the different types of people that come to Highland. If you're like me, you miss those things. And so I was thinking, what better way to start just than to hear from our lead pastor, you know, as we begin this, this podcast journey together. So 
Thankfully, I was privileged to get a few minutes with our pastor to interview him this week and ask him some questions about what's going on at Highland during these days just to keep you informed and, and, and that way you can pray for the ministries that are still happening at Highland. You know, I asked him questions about what is he sensing God doing during this time, both for the big church as well as for our local church at Highland. And also, like, what sort of advice does he have for you as college students who are, you know, displaced, who are discouraged, who are disconnected during this pandemic? And just hearing from our lead pastor, Pastor John, you know, what advice does he have for, for you during this season? So let's jump into that interview and see what he has to say. So thankful for your time today, Pastor John, just to be with us. I know it's a busy time, and uh, we're excited to just be able to hear from you as our pastor and uh, as our leader. So first question for you, uh, you know, most of our students left uh, almost a month ago, and they left uh, thinking they were going to be gone for a couple Sundays over spring break, and then, you know, coronavirus hits, and now it's been weeks upon weeks, and, and most of them uh, won't be back until the fall probably, and some of them will graduate. And so I know a lot of them are wondering, you know, what's going on around Highland? You know, what have we been doing? You know, what are some of the ministries that are happening even in the midst of this season? So maybe you could catch us up on kind of what's been happening over the last three or four weeks around Highland. That's great, Drew. Thank you. Let me just first of all say to all of our college students how much we miss you, and uh, man, you are such a vital part of the of the, of the life and the family and the work and the ministry here at Highland. So when you guys are gone, there is a huge portion of our body missing. And just want you to know that you are definitely missed. We miss your faces. We miss your joy. We miss the way you love to come alongside us uh, and, and work. And so you are a part of us. And so with you gone, we, we miss you so much. So our, our spring break was probably just like your spring break. You know, headed into it and everything was fine. There was some... Uh, virus we heard of over in China and then all of a sudden there's a guy in Washington State that has it but he had just come back from China and I think we kind of all thought well that's you know that's it and then everything started moving so quickly as you know and as you well remember just a few weeks ago now and so we went into spring break uh, you know praying for our teams that were going out including our college uh, England team and including our college beach reach team had a team that was in Ukraine and had a team that was in Nicaragua as well so that's kind of how spring break started was sending everybody off into the nations and onto the beach to, to represent Jesus. And then, um, of course, in the middle of all of that, uh, the, the wave of the coronavirus, the wave of uncertainty. I wouldn't even say it was a wave of fear at that point. It was just kind of a wave of almost novelty of like, what is going on? Right. I think it was just a sense of, of uh, lack of, of certainty. And there was just a lot of questions and, of course, a lot of uh, fake news and a lot of mm. false narratives going on of what was happening. So, um, you know, just like it was for your life and for your college experience, so it is for, for Highland. We just had to adapt and readjust. Mm -hmm. And um, it probably, just like you guys, it was a 72-hour window where we went from kind of being Highland that we knew to a Highland that we did not know wow. in that we had to kind of reframe, redirect, repurpose, re-resource things. And so um, one of the blessings that the Lord had already given Highland was just a love for our community and for our people. Mm -hmm. Uh, that live around us in this neighborhood. So I think very quickly we were able to see, and I think very quickly hear from the Lord. To me, it almost felt like one of those no-brainers, like we don't have to pray about this for a couple of weeks and ask, right. ask God, like, <laughs> hey, what's next? Like it was just so clear to us that we're to take care of a neighborhood that is surrounding our church. And as a lot of y'all know, it's a, it's a pretty broken neighborhood. Um, the average household income is $28,000 a year for the mm -hmm. household and the average age in our neighborhood is 27 years old. Mm -hmm. She's got this young neighborhood with a lot of kids, 
and very little money. And I would imagine that those households that have $28,000 of household yearly income uh, probably are hourly workers. And so right. immediately, you know, they're probably mm-hmm. being laid off or furloughed or mm-hmm. at least a reduction in, in their hours. So um, the fact that we had such a great connection already through our WIN ministry, our after-school program, with Hoops Huddle on Wednesday night, with our Dean Highland reading buddy and teacher uh, assistant, um, we had so many things in place already, much less the, the idea in the heart of the Wellness Center, that there was already such a connectivity with our neighborhood that um, we knew that that was exactly where, th- where the Lord was, was calling us to, to serve and how he wanted us to respond to, to this need. Mm-hmm. So specifically, yeah. um, some of the things that, that we've been doing is um, we partnered um, immediately with uh, the Texas Hunger Initiative which is actually housed in, in Baylor. It's a partnership, kind of a tri-partnership cool. between Baylor, uh, this nonprofit called the Texas Hunger Initiative that is chaired by Drayton McLean's brother, mm. um, and then uh, the Texas Baptist, BGCT. So all three of those partnerships wow. have come together uh, less than a year and a half ago. And again, talking about looking back and seeing God's sovereignty and God's right. plan, the fact that that was in Waco, it already had you know kind of a, a Baptist churchy connectivity mm-hmm. Um, the head of that is a guy named Jeremy Everett, and Jeremy's father, Randall Everett, was the director of the Baptist General Convention of Texas, knows Highland very well, knows a lot of staff members here. So it was wow. this immediate connection. So really, um, he, they reached out to us and said, would Highland be a food distribution center wow. because of the connectivity you already have with your mm-hmm. neighborhood? So um, that first um, week, we served over 2,200 meals to kids. And so we're serving kids um, age 1 to 18, or I guess mm-hmm. 0, but 1 to 18. And um, by far, we're the number one feeding center in McLennan County, mm-hmm. according to Texas Health Initiative. The other partner we have in this is WISD. Mm-hmm. Again, a great relationship that Highland has had with WISD throughout the years. And so you can definitely see God's fingerprints over the past two or three years of our relationship with Dean Highland Elementary, our relationship with WISD, our relationship with Baylor, our relationship right. with the BGCT. Wow. All these things coming together. So as of this podcast right now, um, we served, we have served 5,800 meals to kids in the last uh, 11, uh, last, last 12 days. Wow. Uh, and that includes on Friday, we're serving six meals to every kid. So we're giving them a lunch for Friday, a lunch for Saturday, a lunch for Sunday, a breakfast for Saturday, a breakfast for Sunday, a breakfast for Monday. Wow. So when a kid comes through, and some of them are on their bikes, and some of them walk here. We had a family of five kids hmm. that are walking from close to the airport, Waco wow. Airport, walking up That's the Big far. Hill at Lakeshore, coming here and getting food, and then turning back around. We'll see them again you know, the next day. Wow. And so um, that has been an incredible ministry. In, in doing that, we have also been handing out coloring books and mm. crayons and just ordered another 200 Jesus storybooks uh, by mm. Sally Lloyd-Jones wow. that came in yesterday. So we'll be handing out 200 more of those books next wow. week. So it's been a pretty remarkable yeah. thing to take care of our neighborhood through through um, feeding and through spiritual feeding. Mm. God's as, literally as well. bringing the people like to the church, even in a time when Highlanders can't come to the church. You know, God's bringing them here. That's amazing. I love the God, you'd mentioned God's sovereignty, you know, just the connection that, that we've had with the neighborhood that God's just paved an open door for us to prepare for this moment. 
that none of us were preparing for ourselves. We were just meeting a need over the last years as as a church, but also a sovereignty to connect the church pastors. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that Mm -hmm. you guys have been on Zoom calls even Mm -hmm. as early as as recently as this Mm -hmm. morning. And, you know, yesterday Harris Creek brought over a whole truckload of bread, you know, to help out. And I just love that God has prepared our city and prepared our pastors for this. Absolutely. And, um, and so, man, we're so thankful for that. We're praying mm-hmm. for you. And, That's you know, if the, I'm sure some of the college students who are listening to this are here in Waco. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as they've been tracking with you, I mean, some of them have even been here as, you know, people who are helping to distribute f- food. And so, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Waco and you're wa- wanting a way to serve, that might be a way over the coming weeks, Absolutely. you know, that you can help serve that way. I'm, I'm assuming as long as this, you know, as, those, as long as there's no school, you know, mm-hmm. that we'll be doing this most likely, you know, and so, or at least as long as the Lord trusts us to do it. Absolutely. So, that's well, good. that's great. We're, we're uh, praying for all the Highlands doing. Thanks, what do you, as our pastor, our lead pastor, what are you sensing that God is do- doing during this time mm-hmm. for his church? Mm-hmm. Like, what is he, you know, up to? Obviously, that's not, you know, necessarily your exact specialty, sure, but, but sure. we definitely trust your, you know, thoughts on this and your sensing. What's he doing for his church? Maybe that's capital C church, mm-hmm. but especially mm-hmm. for our church at sure, Highland. sure. Yeah, I think on a, on, a, on a macro level, it's really requiring churches to to react and respond uh, to the needs of people around them. You know, if if the thought of unchurched people was that churches are just about money and mm-hmm. power, then this gives the capital C church on a macro level an incredible opportunity to demonstrate we are not about money and power. Right. We are about loving people, sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. and caring for those in need. Which, interestingly enough, is exactly what the church did in Acts chapter 2. They loved each other, they shared the gospel, they cared for those in need. So I think maybe what God's doing, I hope, is is a purging, a a cleaning of the house, of of his house, to kind of take us back to those basics, loving, sharing, caring. Mm -hmm. And um, really, that's the only thing we can do at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the... um, the activities, the the events, those type of things have pretty much been stripped away from mm-hmm. us. And so all that's left, uh, I hope for the churches, is to kind of go back to that basics of, of, of loving, sharing, caring. And that, I think that's probably a little bit what we're seeing even, even at Highland. And one of the things that I think maybe on a local level for us, just the small seed church here at Highland, is just that the Lord would not only allow us to do that, and I think he is right now, but uh, what I think I see the Lord doing is is prepping our hearts for the days ahead. Mm. And whether it be as simple as the wellness center and what that's going to mean for a neighborhood right. or as maybe more um, cataclysmic or apocalyptic than that, there may be some other, I mean, this may feel like um, small potatoes, if you mm. will, compared to some things that might be happening in five years from now, three right. years from now, wow. 10 years from now. Mm. So what if the Lord in his kindness is you know allowing this pandemic mm. across the world to prepare the church for, for what is next. Right. And so I think that that's probably on a macro and a micro level what he's doing for the church. You know, I think probably for um, cultural Christianity in our nation, mm. what he's probably doing, because he's doing it right now, is is requiring every person to, a- to answer this question, where is my security truly mm. found? And so it was in health, mm-hmm. and that's not there anymore. Right. And it was in financial security mm-hmm. and a you know fired up economy, and mm-hmm. that's not there anymore. Uh, I think even for some people, it's in connectivity and mm-hmm. friends and being around and social interactions, right. and all of a sudden that's been stripped mm-hmm. away. Um, even for some Christians, it was get, being at the church house, right. if you will, on a Sunday morning, church and people. that's taken exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's taken away now. So really, kind of it makes us ask those questions or answer those questions. What am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Where's my hope truly found, and where do I find my security? Right. And when those things that we had security in really 24 days ago mm. are gone, um, what's what's left? Mm. And, and our prayer, of course, is that 
Jesus right. shining brightly. That's all right. that's that's left. That's our security. That's our hope. That's the only name we fear mm. is the is the name of Jesus Himself, and, and, and of course, fear in the in the sense of awe all of Him. But what if that was even true for our nation? That all that was left was Jesus up in lights, and mm. that's what what people, who people were drawn to. And again, drawn toward Jesus' people as well that right. can articulate the gospel, the good news, in the middle of, of bad news. Well, I want to thank you just as you're as you're you know talking about that. I was thinking about the the sermon series we were in, you know, the preceding month or two months, you know, mm-hmm. before all this happened. You know, we we talked so much about our security, you know, our mm-hmm. eternal security, sure. you know, going through First John and and I remember specifically there was one time where you were just talking about you know that there are some people in our church family that their security is in church, you mm-hmm. know, or their security, mm-hmm. you know, you list off all sorts sure, of things. Sure. Um, but man, that was such a timely, you know, prophetic word that I know you had no idea, sure, you know, absolutely. only God could absolutely. have prepared us for that. So I'd encourage our students, I'll, you mm-hmm. know, even myself to, to go back and listen through some of those mm-hmm. things. Cause there's an, an eternal security that you really just hammered home week after exactly. week and really said, test it. Like, you know, are you sure, you know, that was exactly. called for sure, you know? Exactly. And so, well, yeah. and, and first John, it feels a lot more, um, necessary when, there's a quarter million Americans probably going to die in the mm-hmm. coming weeks. Right. So if First John is written for, I want you to know for sure that you have eternal life. Mm. Um, it is a book that is really should be proclaimed and taught and read and reread by believers, especially, but hopefully even non-believers or, or, or um, casual Christians or cultural Christians right. reading through that, because now all of a sudden th- there's a there's a death angel, you know, knocking mm. on our on the door of our country, yeah. and and I want every person who hears this podcast and everyone who has a, a friend that's kind of is questioning who Jesus is, mm-hmm. or again, just kind of casual in their Christ fellowship, um, or it's just a cultural thing for them to know for sure, because there's there, there's going to be probably a quarter million less Americans uh, in our country uh, by by May first or May fifteenth. Well, if anybody's, you know, needing to, to reference back to those podcasts, you know, I'd encourage you, whatever podcast app you're on right now, you can search Highland Baptist Church, you'll find the sermon app, or the sermon podcast, and then you can kind of go back just a few weeks, and you'll find Absolutely. those called For Sure, and uh, First John here at Highland. So, well, for you as our lead pastor, a couple more questions, yeah. then we'll wrap up. For you as our lead pastor, how can we pray for you specifically? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's so many needs in our church, and so many needs in our in our city, in our nation, our world. But what's some ways that we can pray for you? Sure, well, that's good. Thanks, Drew, for asking that, and thank you, students, for for your willingness to to pray for this. You know, I think for me personally, uh, um, a great couple of words to pray for is is wisdom and clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to be dictated by emotion mm-hmm. or steered by emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, it kind of feels like I can and swaying on both ends, either the, the emotion of, of just throwing my hands up in the air and going, what can I do? Right. Or the emotion of just fear, mm. shut down, lock down, you know, my gosh, you know, what does this mean mm. for me? What does this mean for my family? And, and really I, I, this is probably a time where the Lord is, is testing my heart. You know, John, are you a shepherd or are you a hireling? Wow. Cause a hireling is just going to mm-hmm. internalize everything, be afraid, you know, lock myself in a closet, mm. put my head in the sand uh, and wonder, you know, do I have enough food for my family? Do mm. I have enough, you know, toilet paper for my family? Do mm. I have enough resources for my family? And I think that's what a hireling does. A hireling leaves the flock when he thinks that that he could be wounded mm-hmm. or you know hurt or lose his life. Mm-hmm. Whereas a shepherd um, stays with the flock, cares mm-hmm. for the flock. Um, and of course, Jesus is the perfect example of a that's shepherd right. for us. Mm-hmm. And so, that's maybe a really very uh, crystal clear way to pray for me. 
God, would you allow Pastor John to be a shepherd and not a hireling mm. and give him wisdom to know when to rest for a while, um, give him wisdom on how to respond to things and at times, you know, not responding to things. Um, so that'd be great. Cl- clarity is another great word of, you know, help me God to see clearly mm. the, the opportunities you have put before us. You know, I was thinking um, last night, the book of Judges is really one national crisis after another. That's right. And then the people cry out for God to deliver them. And, and who God uses is, is his people, you mm-hmm. know, even his imperfect people, which I'm a perfect example of imperf- imperfection. <laughs> um, you know, God calls up a Gideon. God, God calls up a Deborah. Mm-hmm. God calls up a Barak. God calls up a, even a Caleb, an Othniel, a Shamgar. And, and that's who God uses to mm-hmm. bring the, 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 the nation through a national crisis is his people. So I just, mm-hmm. I want to be, even if I'm a Shamgar, and you know, Shamgar had one verse written about him. We don't know a thing except he picked up a, an ox goad and, and slew some Phil- Philistines. And that's all we know. We don't even know a thing else. I, I want to be that Shamgar that, God, if you're going to use someone, would you use, use the imperfection mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. you know, during, during this time? Well, uh, thank you so much. We'll be praying for that for Thanks, you. Drew. And I know for a lot of us, we're pulling back. You know, hours are going down. We have a lot more free time. You know, for you, I know it's the opposite. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more work during this season, communicating with people and trying to, you know, basically pivot this church, you know, it's not its mission, but the method mm-hmm. of how exactly. it accomplishes exactly. those missions. Um, and so and we're praying for you. We know this is a busier time for mm-hmm. someone who's already a busy person mm-hmm. and has a lot on their plate. Mm-hmm. So thank you. We're praying Thanks, for Drew. you. Appreciate Last that. thing uh, that I want to ask you is, you know, as a podcast written and or put together for college students, what's the biggest, maybe the best advice that you have to college students during this specific time? Obviously, yeah. talk about a pivot, like their whole life, just exactly. like everybody's. I mean, the whole world. But for college students specifically, what would you challenge them in this season? That's great. Thanks. Um, I, of course, I'm a preacher, so I have to give you three things real Love quick that. here, Drew. <laughs> one, two, three. The first one is redeem the downtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that um, you're still as a college student, you're still doing some online classes. You're still, I'm sure doing some reading, working on some papers, but every social aspect of college, which is why a lot of us went to college, right? For the social aspect, the people, the, the interactivity, the connectivity, the clubs, the groups, all those type of things, that's what's gone. Mm -hmm. And so I know you're still working on schoolwork and, and, and doing some reading and doing some papers, but I would say to you, there's probably not going to be another window of your life like this window you have right now. Mm. So you can either get really lazy and just let social media entertain you or Netflix, you know, binging on that all day long, Mm. entertain you, or you can hit uh, pornography several hours a day and let that entertain you. You can just be on, you know, zoom calls and FaceTime and text message, or you can allow God to redeem this time. Mm. And I think the redemption of this time for you as a college student would be pressing into the Mm. Lord during this time. Uh, being in his word, um, we have a, a goal for us as a church this summer to memorize Romans chapter 8 together in the mm-hmm. month of June. I mean, that's around the corner. Right. So that might be a, my challenge to you, students, is is go to Romans chapter 8 and memorize that chapter. It's it's a very doable chapter to memorize. There's so much hope in that chapter, so much uh, great theology in that chapter. So, so redeem the downtime. The second thing is um, start asking the Lord some things he needs to complete in you. And uh, I had for you all uh, James... Uh, chapter 1, verse 2, which all of you will probably recognize this so quickly, but it says, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, mm-hmm. for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, 
lacking in nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, even though it says here um, in James, it, it's the trials of various kinds. This might, this probably is the first trial that the the present college generation has endured. That is not a various kind. It's a it's a um, a similar kind. Like mm-hmm. we're all going through that same thing right now of of shelter in place, of disengage from everything you know, disengage from your schedule, from your people, mm-hmm. from your practices, from your rhythms. And so uh, James tells us, so God already gives us this word, let, let God complete some things in you during mm-hmm. this time by counting it joy that you're disconnected from everything you know, uh, count it joy that you were you know, pulled out during spring break and have not come back yet. But count that joy because God can test your faith during this time and complete some things in you. And so I'd, I would say that. And then, then lastly, um, again, Scripture, I would encourage you, sisters and brothers in Christ, our college students, um, remain steadfast and immovable mm-hmm. during this time. First uh, Corinthians 15, that's the very last verse of First Corinthians 15. And, and Paul begins that verse by saying, therefore, mm-hmm. which means in light of what he just wrote, what he just wrote in First Corinthians 15 was the resurrection of Jesus and what that resurrection means for us. And so... Um, in light of the resurrection of Jesus, in light of our own resurrection one day in mm-hmm. Christ, s- remain steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for the work of the Lord is never done in vain. So in a season where it's going to be really easy to not be steadfast, remain steadfast. Mm-hmm. In a season where it's going to be easy to be moved, mm-hmm. moved in your faith or moved in your fear, Scripture says be immovable and abound in the work of the Lord. So college mm-hmm. students, I would say to you, keep abounding in God's work. And that might be as simple as sending out a text message of scripture and encouragement to a lot of your friends mm-hmm. that might be abounding the work of the Lord, praying for people that you never prayed for before. You know, I, I'm so encouraged that y'all would pray for your pastor. I'd encourage you also mm-hmm. pray for some of your enemies, pray for some people you don't like during mm-hmm. this time. Let that be the work of the Lord because whatever that work is, scripture says that work is not done in vain. Mm-hmm. I would lovingly say to you that if you spend this next month, again, social media, Netflix, Hulu, whatever it would be that you mm-hmm. might use your free time with, if that's not the work of the Lord you're doing, you have mm-hmm. done, you have spent a whole month of your life in vain. Mm-hmm. So, so do what is not in vain, and that is the work of the Lord. Those would be my words mm-hmm. of loving encouragement to my to wow. our college students. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, well, we just want to close this out by praying for you. Yeah. And so, college students or whoever's listening, wherever you are, you know, if you want to just join us in prayer right now, we'll just pray over you right now, Absolutely. Lord. Uh, we just thank you for this man of God. We thank you that you have brought Highland a shepherd, Lord, not a hireling, but a shepherd, and and one who, like his Savior did for him and for all of us, he he's willing to lay his life down. He's willing to risk his life. He's willing to risk his um, his safety even to to minister to this community, to minister to us, to to continue to shepherd us even in in a time such as this. Lord, I pray for godly wisdom and godly understanding. Lord, I pray that you would just give him that sort of ability to understand beyond his own abilities, Lord, what to do, what not to do, um, when to lean into a project or into a ministry opportunity, and, and when to maybe pull back on some certain things that we've been doing around here at Highland. Lord, I do pray that you would just uh, you would just shake uh, this church, Lord, mm-hmm. and the things that need to fall that are not of the kingdom of God, that they would fall to the ground, Lord, and that because we know that Hebrews 12 says that your, your kingdom mm-hmm. will, will remain, That's Lord, so whatever is of your kingdom here in this church, whatever is of your kingdom in this leader of our church and Pastor John, Lord, I pray that it would remain, Lord, and that he would just continue to just stand on those things, to be uh, steadfast and immovable, not in his own strength, not in his own, in his own power, but, Lord, in your power and in your strength. Lord, we thank you for a man who has built his house, mm-hmm. his family, his life 
the church that he leads upon the rock of Jesus mm, Christ, Lord. Lord. And so whatever may come, whatever storms or trials or difficulties may, may come across his life and our church family's life, Lord, uh, we know that this house is built upon the rock of Jesus and it's a solid ground that we'll be able to stand on. And so we thank you for a leader to look up to and John protect him. Mm. Lord, give him great vision for us. Lord, and extend his time. Give him a double blessing in this time. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, John. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, college students. We love you guys. We miss y'all terribly. That's right, we do. (laughs) And uh, I'll give you an air dap here because we're social distancing. So, uh, yeah, so staying away. And you should too, college students. All right. That's all we have time for this week on the very first edition of the Shook But Not Shaken podcast. Want to make sure you just remember a couple of things that are going on in our ministry during these days. The first thing is that FM 72 is still happening. Last year, FM 72 was this powerful prayer movement of revival that swept across our campus. Thousands of students gathered on Fountain Mall at Baylor's campus for 72 hours and God moved in powerful ways. And we are planning to continue that through online uh, access April 13th through the 15th. That's the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right after Easter. So we're, we're less than two weeks away. And it's going to all begin at 8 p.m. Central Time on April the 13th, that Monday night. We're going to live stream from Baylor's campus, worship, prayer, testimonies. And then that's going to launch us into 72 hours of prayer groups using the Zoom app. That way we can have continuous prayer, just like we had in the prayer tents last year. We can continue that. So be on the lookout for that. Follow our Instagram, FM72Waco, or you can go to the website, FM72Waco.com. And we can stay connected and you can be involved in that. And the very last thing is that this is a time to pray about, should I be a small group leader next year? Should I be a CG leader? Applications are open until April 13th, that Monday after Easter. Uh, You can find all of that on our website or on our Instagram page here at the Highland College Ministry. Our our handle is HighlandCM. And we'd love to uh, equip you and launch you out as a missionary on your campus. There are people that you can reach that may never come to church. They may never jump into a random small group, but if you invite them in, then they can experience God. They can experience the gospel. They can experience church by you taking it to them. Uh, This is a a challenge from Jesus for all of his followers to be disciple makers. And being a CG leader is one of the best ways to do that. We want to equip you, hold your arms up, launch you out well, and support you as you do those things. You still have a couple weeks, a little less than a couple weeks to apply. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. You can find all the information on our website. I hope you'll pray about it. It's one of the most important things I believe you can do while you're a college student. Love you guys and hope that you are doing well. We are praying for you. And as we close, I just want to remind you that if you are in Christ, you may be shook, but you cannot be shaken. See you next time.